All right, it is here, episode 11 of the 126, the very special Clay Jones Memorial Relays episode. We are very excited. We have several guests on today. This episode is going to be a lot different, so stay tuned. Welcome in to episode 11. What's going on? Both of our awesome athletic directors, Coach O and Coach Weaver. I am Addison McKelvin. How are you doing? doing? Doing great. Addison, we've got some beautiful weather outside as opposed to what we've been through recently, so I'm fired up about our track meet today. Absolutely. Um, You couldn't ask for a better day for a track meet, really. Really, you could not. And... um, you know, we, I'll, I'll say this, we, we, took, we said this yesterday, some things we talk about on this podcast are timely. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about the weather, we talk about what, who's in the playoffs this week. Um, in this case, we have an episode about something that's, that's truly timeless mm-hmm. in Forney ISD, uh, something that um, has been a part of our fabric in, in Forney, Texas, America for the last 25 years. This is the 25th anniversary of the Clay Jones Memorial Relays. And that's what this, this podcast episode is going to focus mm-hmm. on. The varsity division runs tonight at Citibank Stadium. Um, we've got Mr. and Mrs. Jones in, in our room joining us building. today. Yes, sir. We're very excited about that. We've got Sandy Cook, our uh, head ladies track coach at Forney High, who's been instrumental in this event um, for years and years. Shandrell Stevens. We've got a, a state champion, uh, former state champion, Jack Rabbit, trackster, and... Um, a uh, young lady who ran Texas A&M. Um, it's going to be a really neat episode. We got some good people in the house today. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah. So without further ado, let's let's get started. So first up, we have um, a segment that most of y'all should be used to by now. We. Okay, so this is the uh, timely part, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. knock this out and so we can get to the, the uh, important purpose of today's podcast. But... We um, did have three basketball teams in the playoffs last week. Coach O and I traveled to five playoff games across the state of Texas in five days. Um, Saw some beautiful East Texas on those long Mm -hmm. multi-hour drives. And we did conclude on Friday night with Forney, I mean North Forney girls got beat in the regional semifinal round uh, by the defending state champion. Really good game. Um, we, we saw some great basketball last week. And some, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, North Forney boys played Huntsville in, in the playoffs. So that's Coach O's bro- mm-hmm. brother is the head coach of that team. So that was an interesting game. Was there any uh, was trash fun. talk happening? No, not really. Nothing. Now listen, I was watching your mom, and I saw I, I got a little jealous of her fist pumps when they hit those threes. So every so of course I had to go sit with my mom. I hadn't seen her since Christmas, so I was sitting on the Huntsville side. And I'd already told her, hey, listen, I have to be neutral. And every time Huntsville did something, she was nudging me and hitting me. And I was watching. Coach O was pretty neutral, but uh, the the real Mrs. O, she's not a Coach O, she was not neutral. No, she was not. She was all about Huntsville, and, and her son was coaching. He did a great job. Our coach did, too, Coach Bryant. Anyway, all of our basketball teams had a great season. Um I just got back to uh, this week from San Antonio. Drove down to San Antonio Tuesday morning. Saw our two divers compete at the at the state um, diving competition. That's usually in Austin. They moved it down there. It's a little farther drive for us, but 
Uh, girls did great. Um, placed 11th and 15th, I believe, in the state of Texas in 5A. We were the only 5A school at that event that had two. Everyone else had mm -hmm. one diver. We had two, so that was kind of a neat deal. And, of course, the topic of conversation was, um, how good are we going to be when we have a diving board? <laughs> We've got right. two divers down there and no diving board. So, um, you know, we find a, an old decrepit one here and there to practice on. But uh, our kids did a great job. Um, soccer's moving on through district, preparing for playoffs. Um, as we know, the, all of our other spring sports, softball, baseball, have, have fully fired back up. Mm -hmm. We played four tournaments last week um, with softball and baseball teams. We're getting ready to host the Clay Jones Memorial Track Meet, which is a highlight of our track season every year today. Um, so we're, we're going and blowing. And um, I believe there's a quick golf news update. There is a golf, and you know, it's, it's not so much a news update. It's not a, uh, it's, it's something that every golfer listens for uh -huh. and every golfer wishes and hopes for. Uh, you actually brought this up. I'll let you break the news. We had a North Forney golfer this hit, week. Yeah, hit a hole-in-one. A hole-in-one. On um, hole eight in, oh gosh, where was it now? I can't remember. Was it in, uh, was it in Crandall? I don't think it was in Crandall. Yeah, where were they? Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. Either way, we'll have to check with Coach Yeah, but it doesn't matter where it was at. It was yeah. a hole in one. That's a good point. I, he said he said he had one golfer with a hole in one, and then he had another golfer that hit it with that was less than a foot from the hole wow. on, the, on the same hole. So pretty pretty impressive play over there at North Forney. Those folks, those kids have won district before. This is a difficult golf district to be in. I'll be honest. We've talked mm -hmm. about Highland Park before, and um, they are an absolute powerhouse uh, boys and girls golf, but. Uh, We've got some pretty – there again, great golfers, no golf course in Forney. Yeah, <laughs> you true. know what I mean? But our golfers pull it out. They, they get in there and compete. So, yeah, it's a neat story. That's awesome. So we're, we're going to keep things rolling because this episode will probably go long on us if we don't. So um, we're going to jump right into I know everybody's favorite segment by now. Take it away, Coach. Okay, I'm going to keep it quick because okay. you said let's keep it quick. Okay. So today for our subject spotlight, we're talking favorite TV shows. Not to be mistaken with Saturday morning cartoons. It can be a yeah, past we did show. One. We did that one. Or a present. I'm excited to tell mine. Okay. Uh, as a kid, uh, my favorite TV show, two of them, Dukes of Hazard and Golden Girls. Dukes of Hazard and Golden, Golden yes. Girls. Now that's, that's a good combination. It is an interesting combination. Yes. Yeah, it is an interesting combination. Oh, I, it is a good one. I found myself in front of the TV wanting to watch those. And so now as an adult, don't judge me. It's anything reality TV. Reality TV. Oh, yeah. I will judge you. I will. <laughs> I'm, I teach, I teach advanced AV production. So we yeah. uh, reality TV is like just horrible Amazing. for us. It's terrible. But it's fine. It's fine. A lot of people watch them, obviously. They uh, keep yes, making them. Yes, they do. Yes, they so, do. So, Coach Weaver, what's yours? I, yeah, I knew it was coming to me next. I'm going to tell you, and I'm, I, you know, I was a TV kid, watched it. You know how it is. We grew up in the 80s. Um, but I'm going to be current in this one, and my wife can attest to this. The one that I will still stay up late to watch every week, I'm an acorn, the curse of Oak Island. Comes on Tuesday nights. Yeah. I record it. We've got games every Tuesday, and no matter what time I get in from the game, my wife and kids are going to bed. I'm going to sit there and watch my recorded episode of The Curse of Oak Island. Is that what a fan of that show is called? If it, yes, we're acorns, Addison. <laughs> what, what 
What TV? What TV state? Uh, is it A&E? Or I believe it's on the History Channel. History. It's favorite I show. I didn't even know. We, maybe we should do. Well, it's uh, two sixty nine on the <laughs> deal. <laughs> there right? you go. And if I'm you, sure it's the same for everybody too. <laughs> yeah, two six nine. Enter. That's the way you get to it. And it's a really good show. It's about. Uh, Oh, well, we don't have time on the podcast. Yeah, Look don't. it up, The Curse of Oak Island. I could you know, talk about all the previous seasons. I could tell you all the ups and downs and the anticipating moments, and I won't do that. Let's go to Sandy Cook for her favorite. Our guest on the show today, actually, Coach Cook. Welcome in. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. You got a round of applause right there. Can you hear that, Coach? Oh, Coach Cook. Wow. So, your favorite TV show. Well, this would probably date me, but I loved... Lassie. Wow, okay. Lassie's a good one, Coach. I remember those Sunday nights watching Lassie. My mother always made this potato soup, and I'd get that bowl of potato soup and pull up in front of that television and watch Lassie. Good stuff. Do you ever watch it now just to to take you back? Not really, no. Um, You know, I Love Lucy is also pretty, Mm -hmm. one of my pretty favorites. For sure, that is a good one, too. I've seen, I think, every episode of I I didn't watch Lassie. Maybe I need to go check it out, but Maybe. I did watch pretty much every episode of I Love Lucy. Um, well, I'll answer mine. Uh, I have a lot of favorites because I'm a movie guy. I'm a, I'm a TV guy. So, um, But I guess if I had to pick one favorite TV show that I watch all the time, it's The Office. Yeah. I have rewatched The Office so many times. Um, I won an Office trivia contest. I can probably answer whatever question you have just because I've watched it a lot. So it's one of those things where when people test that, I feel good and bad about myself at the same time because I can answer them all. And I'm like, I probably spent too much time watching the show. And then before, other than that, I still love Seinfeld. I've watched it like every yeah, episode of Seinfeld. I can so see you being a Seinfeld watcher. Oh, yeah. Hey, Coach, so Dukes of Hazard came on on Friday, Friday nights. Friday nights? Yes. Yeah, I can remember that lineup as a kid. I, I was in front of the TV for the Dukes every Friday night, see, too. Nobody does do that. that anymore. Nobody's going to say, like, on, you know, this night, I, I always watch the show because everybody just streams everything now. Well, I mean... It's kind of gone. I, I know when my reality TV shows <laughs> come on during the week. And I know when Swamp People come on. So. There you go. When what? Swamp, Swamp People. People. That's the one on, uh, what's that on? It's on um, A&E. It's the uh, where Gators. They were, where they're, okay, yeah. yeah. Troy Landry. Yeah. I've Shoot seen, I've Shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> and you've met Troy Landry, have you not? I did. Really? Is he the dude that wears the overalls and has the dog with him all the time? Who's that? No, that's, um, oh, God, you would ask me that. I can't remember his name. She's too focused on Troy Landry. His dog's name was Tyler. Yeah. But but Tyler, Tyler passed away. (gasps) Yeah. Tyler died. I didn't know that. Bruce. Bruce. That's his name, Bruce. I saw a few episodes of that show. I didn't see much of it. It's reality TV. So, anyway, let's move on. We've talked enough about TV shows. Thanks for the... For the ozone today, it was it was a good one. Hey, we'll see you next week. Absolutely. So we are moving on. We're going to talk to you. Won't see us next week. Next oh, week right. is spring, spring break. break. Oh yes, we'll it is. Uh, I hope the weather's as good as it is today. I know it. Um, so we're going to talk to Coach Cook now. Coach Cook, how long have you been with Forney ISD? Well, we're trying to figure that up, and I think thirty-five years. You think to, either way, if it's close to that, that's impressive. That's awesome. That's right. Yeah, she deserves a medal for sure. Maybe two medals. Yep, she does. She's and a legend. She is a legend. Walking legend. I remember. Co- I remember Coach Cook whenever I was in school. Um, I don't think I ever had your class or anything, but I saw you around. Um, so tell us about kind of your experience. We're talking about 
obviously this specific meet, the Clay Jones Memorial Relays. Tell us kind of about your experience with that through the years. Well, I was here when the first one started because this is our 25th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And um, it's always been one of the prestigious uh, events. Um, a lot of schools want to come here and they're always anxious to sign up. And sometimes we have to actually you know, say no because there's so many people that want to come. Um, the legacy of Clay Jones is really important. And um, I really feel like Forney just puts on a really good meet that really expresses that legacy of Clay Jones. So, um, we're going to talk a lot about leg that legacy and everything. So, um, kind of, what do you think is um, what's your favorite part about being in Forney? You've been in Forney for 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 thirty five years. You said, well, why? What has kept you here? The family atmosphere, mm -hmm. obviously. I mean, it's family, and everywhere you go. At this point in my life, I really have started teaching children of my ex-students so that's pretty yeah pretty fun yeah and um it's really really been a very i guess blessed career that's very cool not a lot of coaches can say that um we are going to talk to one of your former runners today um can you tell us a little bit about her before she gets up here i sure can <laughs> her name is chandrell stevens and i think she graduated in 2008 Sometime around there. Yeah. Nine, Nine. 2009. Okay. So 2009. We got the signal there. Uh, she is a, a state champion in the 200. And a neat, neat story about that is that was the year that we had the swine flu. Oh. And she had actually graduated from high school. And then we had to go and run the state meet because it had been postponed. Wow. And uh, Chandrielle has been one of my favorite athletes of all time. She's very talented. She went to college uh, on a scholarship running uh, short distances for A&M. Do you know how many state champions you've had or you've coached? I would say state champions, um, I want to say six. Six? That's pretty good. It is that's, good. That's yeah. very good. It's, you know, I, I mean, I think an, an overarching theme of today's episode is legacy. I mean, we're talking legacy of, of Clay Jones and the foundation and the meat. Um, and, you know, there are personal legacies, too. I think Sandy's influence at Forney High School, the year she's been there, um, you know, I, I've told you, um, I've been here 20 years, you know, which, which seems like a lot. And Sandy was a veteran when I got. And the truth is, when I got to got here, it's interesting because I don't know that I, I don't think I realized Sandy was here. I got here and um, she actually was an athlete. My, my father was her coach when she was in high school. Oh, wow. Full circle. And yeah. And then I came in and of course, Sandy was, I mean, I think I, I could consider her one of my mentors, you know, as a young track coach learning and, and getting better at what we do. Um, Sandy's influenced a lot of people, kids and coaches and teachers, an English fellow English teacher. She was in our English department for years when I taught English. Have so. you always taught English? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. That's rare too. A lot of times people have to switch it up at some point. Right. You did, yeah. didn't you? Uh, no, I taught some uh, some additional things, right. but I, but English. I always taught English. Okay. Yeah, it was always the the uh, centerpiece, I guess. Well, before we bring Chandrell on, I do want to ask you one more question. I ask this to most of our coaches. And um, what is the most important thing that you want your athletes to learn off of the, the field of play, off of the track? And track is really uh, easy to see, but there's always going to be adversity and you're not always going to win. And the whole point of it is you just keep pushing. And um, I just had that speech just recently with the kids. Even if you're in last place, 
you're going to finish with heart. You're going to give it all. And you're not always going to be the winner, but you can always give it your all. So. I can attest to that. I have ran, run one track meet in my entire life, one event, and I got dead last. <laughs> well, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> but you I gave was, it your all, didn't you, Addison? Uh, I tried, well, I, but know, I, I was so. slow as molasses. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to run the 400, which is like one of the hardest races. I have ever. to admit, I wasn't a speedster of an athlete myself. I got some things accomplished as an athlete, but it was not because I was fast. <laughs> Um, all right, so without further ado, we're going to bring on a Forney High School legend, and that is Shandro Stevens. So come on over. We have a long round of applause here because Shandro's trying to get her headphones on. So she yeah, didn't yeah. even hear it, but you got a big round of applause from a soundbite. So welcome into the podcast. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Are you a little nervous <laughs> to be on the mic? I'm a nervous laughter, laugher. Oh, that's, that's all right. right. That's all right. That's good. We like laughter in any form or fashion. Yes. Okay. No reason to be nervous. Um, so tell us a little bit about your track background. Ooh, my track background really isn't traditional. Most of the people that I grew up with who, or that I could say I ran with with coach, they have been running track probably since they were children. Mm -hmm. I started in ninth grade because I had moved away to live with my dad for a year and I was, I had depression. I would call it for, for what a child could understand, some type of like depression. And my grandmother told me, she said, find something to occupy your time to make the time go by faster because I was only going to be there a year. Mm -hmm. I had been in a little bit of trouble before then. So I just started running. And at the beginning, I was terrible. I was so terrible. Like, I did not win races. I, would, I, I did everything under the sun. And I, we would run on asphalt, so it was hard. And we were running in spikes. Oh, Lordy. Yeah, it was terrible. But um, it was something to do, and I enjoyed it. We, and during that time, that was my freshman year, we ran in the winter and in the spring. So that's where I started. By the time I got a hold of the coach and she started training me, we didn't think I would do anything. She had me on JV, and I was just grateful to be out there. And then on the first meet, I just remember just and she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember that, Coach? Yes, and you have to remember that I watched her practice, and she never did that in practice. So it was like when she got out there on the track to compete, I was like, what is that? <laughs> but, now, but that's the coaching deals. Now you know that, then yeah. practice looks different from then on because she knows what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. It's that competitive nature. You know, I forgot thing. to mention, I should probably say this, Sandy's a state champion as well. Really? A, a runner. And so. And what, what was it? The four by two. Four by two. Nice. That's a super fun race. Mm -hmm. I always like watching that one. Um, so any of the state champion, run. coaching a state champion, mm -hmm. and, and now you got a state champion coming back in and, and – um, Pouring back into us, at least through yes. our podcast. Full <laughs> um, circle. So tell us a little bit about that experience of be, being a state champion. So yours was a little bit different. As Coach said, you had to come back after you graduated. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit about how you felt going into that race. Oh, and it was God. in the 200, correct? Look, can we be honest? <laughs> yes. Coach, it would be times I would text Coach. I'm like, Coach, I'm not showing up for practice. Because like, <laughs> it was I had graduated, so it was just kind of like, 
I was never like intense about sports. I did it because, like I said at the beginning, it was something to do and I was pretty mm -hmm. good at it. But I wasn't dedicated in that way. So it would be days like I would just feel like I'm not coming or we get out there, we practice what, twice in that, that time period? So we didn't think anything would happen. We just were like, we're just gonna go and do your best and go enjoy college. Cause I already was planning to go to A&M at that time. Mm -hmm. So the first race I got out there and I was predicted to win the 100 and I got second mm -hmm. and I had, a, it was just like, whatever. And so I ran the 200 and I won out of lane one. It was like unheard of, it was crazy. So we were just like shocked. I remember falling out on the ground after, <laughs> and Coach Posey was here then. He was yeah. like, get up from the stands, get your butt up. <laughs> but so it was a fun experience for sure. Awesome. Um, so you went on to run at A and M. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. We. I feel like we've had a lot of Aggies here. Whoop. At least I a lot of people have. that. I think we got some more coming up in just a minute. Yes. Mr. Um, Jones is giving me the thumbs up from over there. That's a gigum, Coach. That, that is a gigum. That's, that's a right. It wasn't that's a thumbs up. <laughs> should have known. You should have known that. <laughs> um, all right, and and we're actually about to talk to Barry and Linda, unless you have some more for our for our guests. Yeah, I do here. want to ask one more thing, and I, I it's nice to have a former athlete. We've had we've had current student athletes on here, and um, it's always a neat perspective to, mm -hmm. to get folks who have been in our programs. And I like I like your story um, because athlete, you know, kids come in sometimes to athletics not knowing exactly just to do something, mm -hmm. and then somehow athletics gives back to them mm -hmm. so often in, in your case obviously being able to go on and run in college and um two two quick things i want to ask you sure. one is besides the training besides the this is how to be a more accomplished runner this is how to take time off your off of your race or you know whatever you need to do to be a better athlete what else did you take from our athletic program from cook from being um, a student athlete with Coach Cook, what else did you learn that meant something to you? I think one thing that I learned for sure, I'll start with Coach Posey, okay. is thick skin. Yeah. He would tell it like it is, and I loved it. Yeah. That He'll say, that race was terrible. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that honesty, because if you tell me it was great and I do it again, I'm going to be a failure. Mm -hmm. So Good. I appreciated that. And Coach she, always, she just taught me how to be so humble, yeah. be appreciative, but be humble in the doing the things in my accomplishments. It was never all about me on the team, even though I would go out and I was, you know, a big part of our success on the team. It was never all about me. Yeah. And I think, too, she instilled in me leadership, which was something that I personally probably wouldn't have stepped into if she hadn't uh, just pushed me into it because sure. I can be kind of just kind of lackadaisical in a way but she made sure that I understood what role that I played what people were looking to me for as a leader on the team and she put me in a position to be mentored by other senior leaders on the team so I think those would be the two good stuff I appreciate that mm -hmm. Not, it's a we always when I ask that it seems like we always hit on something that is going to that that pays dividends the rest of your life, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, for sure. Uh, you're, you're, you, when you're 87 years old, you're mm -hmm. going to be faster than me. <laughs> but you're not always going to be able to run in those 200. You know, you're not always going to be in that high school uniform or collegiate uniform. Mm -hmm. uh, but all those other things, boy, they stay with you forever. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, what what are you doing with your life? What what are your what are Chandrell's plans? What are you doing now? Catch us up a little bit with Ooh. what you got going. Um, I currently work in healthcare as a consultant. And I'm looking to 
grow my career, but I'm more so looking after my career, thinking about things like legacy and financial literacy and um, independence. I don't want to work until I'm 80 years old. Mm -hmm. For someone else, I'm thinking about my community and the deficit there. That is um, folks just not understanding things about money and looking at the, the education system and why did I not learn about credit and why did I not learn, you know, those different things that I need to be a successful human being in life. Not everyone's going to go to college. People are going to go and be successful through a trade or starting their own business, but there are fundamental skills that we need as young people to be okay. successful, and I think those are things that I'm really passionate about. I'm really glad I opened that uh, that, yeah. that uh, bottle of passion, and that that gives us a gives me a whole new appreciation for you. I knew you were mm -hmm. a great athlete for us, a, a great young lady. So, when are you starting your podcast? <laughs> I, I need to hear that. <laughs> That's a good question. I I was I started just gathering a bunch of information yeah. about different people's stories. I think, Coach, I got yours, and just hearing isn't isn't just a minority thing. It's a American thing like uh -huh. if you didn't grow up with a lot of money or your family you didn't have wealth these are things you just don't know and so I've compiled a ton of information I started speaking at high schools a little bit just teaching the seniors before they transition into the college atmosphere things that they need to know um, but I don't know what's next I don't know I see down the line a school I'm gonna have my own school and there will be things like this taught so awesome. mark my words. We'll bring that. you back. Good stuff. Yeah, you're welcome <laughs> yeah, back on sure. the 126, no doubt. Anytime. Thank you. Um, all right, so we do have to keep things moving. Thank you both for coming on. Thank you. Thank um, you. Coach Cook, good luck at the meet, Thank everything. Um, good luck with everything that you've got going on, Chandrell. Thank you. God um, bless. And we are going to next talk to two very special guests. So it is time to welcome in Barry and Linda Jones. What's going on? How are y'all today? Very good. Well, welcome into the podcast for the first time. Um, congratulations on this event making 25 years. I mean, this is a big uh, milestone. Um, it's been going for a long time. So real quick, just so people can kind of get to know y'all, will you tell us a little bit about your background, where y'all from, how long have y'all been in Forney, you know, things like that. Well, we moved here in uh, 74. We'd lived in Fort Stockton and uh, we've when we were in Fort Stockton, we'd go to the state track meet every year. We went to the swine flu epidemic, and then <laughs> we haven't been back. Yeah, yeah. But there, our boys always loved track. You know, mm -hmm. they were played other sports, but uh, two older brothers of Clay's loved track, and Clay loved track also. So, um, Linda, Forney hasn't changed much since y'all got here, right? Not at all. <laughs> I'm still looking for that one stoplight and the Dairy Queen. The Dairy that, Queen. That's what we had in those days. Yes, yes, I've talked about that. And that was the case for a long time. Because even whenever I was a kid, I remember by then we had McDonald's and Dairy Queen. But that was it. That was it. Um, and Madre's was yes. here. Pizza and, Grand. And the yeah. City Diner. Way back. City yes. Diner. Yeah. Best chicken fried steaks ever. Ever. <laughs> um so, real quick, tell us a little bit about um, the Clay Jones Legacy Foundation for those people out there who don't know what that is or why it exists. We are so honored that our son Clay had the best friends on the planet. Mm -hmm. After his death, we had several of them come and say that they wanted to create a foundation for scholarships and they got 
probably 30 people together and did the planning and you know everything for me stopped at age 16 but I had to realize mm -hmm. these are adults now so they had somebody in marketing they had an attorney to draw up the foundation papers they had uh, lots of friends that had done charity golf tournaments in the past and just it was just incredible the way it came together and so they started the Clay Jones Legacy Golf Tournament We'll be having our 13th annual one, April 16th. So if you're a golfer, mm -hmm. please join us. And we just, every year, it's like a big class reunion. We see Clay's friends, and we see our other two sons, Casey and Corby's friends. And then they, in turn, invite people from their work and people they've gone to college with. So it's a wonderful event. And through that endeavor, we've been able to give about 375 scholarships so far wow. to the students of the Forney community. That is amazing. It um, is amazing. You know, you're talking about both of our high schools started out with Forney High. North Forney came online, of course, and um, they generously extended those scholarships to North Forney students as well. I think somewhere in the neighborhood of half a million dollars have been presented to students um, over these last years so that uh, students could go on and further their education. Um, pretty amazing legacy. We, we talked about legacy early on, and there's a lot of ways, and I think we need to touch on some of those ways that um, the name Clay Jones has become mm -hmm. synonymous with so many good things in Forney ISD. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we talk a lot on our podcast and in our district about Forney family, and, and this is, this is um, such a vivid expression of that piece of this community that is so special. Mm -hmm. And to hear Mrs. Jones talk about Clay's friends and how they came together and, and they've made um, the name and the legacy of Clay Jones something special that, that has been a part of Forney for 25 years and, and we want to set in motion that, that 50 in the future, for 75 years down the road, mm -hmm. we, we still um, are reaping the benefits of the Clay Jones legacy in Forney, Texas. And that legacy that you're talking about, there's there's so many aspects to it. Of course, we have the track meet, we have the foundation, the golf tournament. What part of that are you all most proud of? I'm, we're proud of all of mm -hmm. them. It's really going back to the, you know, when North Forney came along and they were talking about, well, should we include North Forney in a scholarship? Well, one of Clay's classmates, a young lady, said, well, Clay would want us to. Mm -hmm. And that was it. That was it. That's awesome. Um, and and I, as a person who grew up, you know, hearing about this track meet and things like that, um, I was born in 1994. So most of what I know about Clay is the track meet. Is there something that you could tell us about, about Clay, the person? Just one thing that you would want people to know if all they know is his name. You want to? <laughs> I know that might be a hard question. If you don't want to answer that, that's totally fine. Well, Clay was a people person. You know, mm -hmm. he had friends of all. You didn't have to be an athlete a trackster or a football mm -hmm. player or a basketball player to be Clay's friend. And uh, I think that's one of the most amazing things about Clay is his wide range of friends and mm -hmm. people just loved him to pieces. I mean, that is, that's awesome to hear because, you know, a lot of these things that we're talking about are a reflection of that, you mm -hmm. know, of, of being, you know, helpful to so many different people, you know, these 300 some odd scholarships and golf and track and everything. It's, it's all of these things kind of coming together under one umbrella, I guess. Um, and then, Coach, I had one more question for them if you didn't have something else to jump I'm in. I'm going to have more, but go ahead. Okay. Um, I guess the question is, um, do y'all 
do y'all plan on on this growing into other things? Kind of what's your vision, I guess, for the Legacy Foundation track meet, anything like that? We just, first of all, want to acknowledge Forney ISD mm -hmm. for embracing the Play Jones concept through the years. You know, when they called us and said, we're going to name our relays after Clay, mm -hmm. Clay Jones relays, we were just so touched and so honored. And I thought maybe it would go for a few years, then people in the coaching know there are change outs on people, different people coming in. And so we didn't know that if it would continue or not. One of the things we were so attracted to Forney about, even in those olden days, was, of course, the sense of community. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that Forney, you mentioned Forney family. I just, I get a chill when I see those signs in people's yard because I still feel that sense of community, even with the amazing growth that they've had, that Forney rallies. I think we saw that mm -hmm. through the ice deep freeze thing we just had by businesses coming together to feed people and make sure that people were safe. What a, that, that is a, a great, what she just said is such a neat perspective, Forney rallies. And, um, you know, in, in Coach O's couple of years in the district, in my 20, in Sandy Cook's 35, in Mr. and Mrs. Jones was since 1974. Great year, by the way, the year I, I was born. Neat, wow. Great year. But so Forney rallies, and that is that is so pivotal. Mm -hmm. it, it's something we teach our kids. It's something we we um, embrace in athletics. Obviously, it's a big part of, of competitive sports and athletics. But it's it that is really embodied in in your experience. And for the people that are listening to the podcast, that maybe they don't know. Uh, exactly the history of Clay Jones. I'm going to tell the story, so to speak, and please, you guys lived it. You live it daily. Um, but pl please feel free to interject if you want to. But what we know is, and, and those guys, you know, like you, Addison, that came along a little later may not know, in 1995, right, right mm -hmm. our football team, and this was before my time but not too much before, um, was practicing on the football field over at what is now Old Jackrabbit Stadium when Forney High was over there where Warren is now. And um, I believe I he I've heard Mr. Jones say the sun was shining, you know, and there was a little storm came up from, from down in the bottoms over towards Seagaville. That seems like how, that's always where it comes from these mm -hmm. days. You know, we've been hit by tornadoes and everything else, Forney rallies. But on that day, um, out of the blue, literally, lightning struck the football field. Um, and tragically took the life of Clay Jones. And Clay Jones was a, um, a people collector. I've heard that so many times. Um, a multi-sport athlete, really a young man that embodied all those things that, that we want, that we desire our student athletes to embody, mm -hmm. all of those traits and characteristics. Um, that changed in many ways the course of the way we operate outdoor mm -hmm. sports in the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. I mean, the truth is, after that event, which couldn't have been predicted because you're on a blue sky day with with a storm that's miles away. Right. We know, you know, you you can study weather patterns now and know that lightning strikes can strike miles away from the actual storm mm -hmm. cell. People didn't recognize that then. You know, in in the '90s, they were that. You know, if you saw a storm come up, you go inside while it's raining or whatever. But now, all of our sports medicine departments and athletic training departments have lightning meters. We subscribe to a weather service that we're able to monitor lightning within 20 to 30 mile mm -hmm. ranges of. We can see every individual strike. All of our schools, essentially in the state of Texas, sort of. 
um, do in some way with, with maybe with different providers or whatever, but they have that same process in place. And um, so it changed the way we operate outdoor sports. Um, and now that you mention it, I actually have a pretty vivid memory of in seventh grade, yeah. Coach Mankins was the athletic coordinator at, at what was then Forney Middle School. Yeah. And I was outside playing football, and I remember them getting out the lightning meters, turning yes. them on, and he was sitting there watching them like a hawk. Sure. And I remember it went off, and he just stood up and said, go, we're going in, everybody go. And so yep. we all went inside, that's, and that's one of those things that – you know, wouldn't have happened if all these changes hadn't taken that's place. True. That's true. That's very true. And, I mean, how many countless times have people turned those on and, and seen that, you know? It's on all the time now. Right. We keep it in our pocket. It's on our mm-hmm. cell phones. Every coach, you know, has a, has the app on their phone, um, access to the Internet. Um, yeah, it's so a little we, different now. <laughs> it is a little different now. And But a lightning strike within 10 miles, we automatically mm-hmm. go in. It's our policy. Our kids do that. And um, in many ways, that traces back that level of safety that, mm-hmm. that we embrace. And we do that with cold. We do that with wind chill, with, with heat index. We do all those things. So much of that blossomed from the, the, the events in, in Forney, Texas in 1995 with Clay. Now, of course, we also know we've talked about the Legacy Foundation, the scholarship fund money, the kids that have gone on to like Shandrell Stevens to great things, you know, the ones they got out of our programs. And some of them have done that because they were able to get a Clay Jones Legacy Scholarship. Um, we know about the track meet. I, you know, I'm looking at the meet records in front of me. Blows my mind, but uh, Shandrell Stevens, who we had on the podcast uh-huh. just a minute ago, she's a state champion. She's a, a sprinter from Texas A&M. She doesn't hold the meet record at the Clay Jones Memorial Relays, as a matter no, of fact. No, she doesn't. It is 23.9. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you. She does not hold that. That's women's moving. 200, right? Yeah. So what I'm going to tell you, there are multiple Olympians that have that – have, uh, Participated in this event over the last 25 years, mm-hmm. um, there are there are record holders that that um, are going to be very difficult, you know, to challenge in the next 25 years. It's mm-hmm. been a really prestigious event. It's great for Forney ISD, but I also wanted Mrs. Jones to talk a little bit about um, the endeavor we talked about before when you were, you were talking about your button. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. One of the things that we're really grateful for is that Clay was an organ donor. Mm-hmm. And I vividly remember we were driving to Terrell to the uh, motor vehicle uh, place. He'd 16 and the world looked good, you know, with driving. We talked about with, uh, with freedom comes responsibility and we have to keep that in mind. And he said, Mom, they're going to ask us this question. What question is that, Clay? They're going to ask us if we want to be an organ donor. And I said, well, we have a few minutes before we get there, getting into my best counselor voice. Let's talk about that. (laughs) And he said, I don't know why anyone wouldn't be an organ donor if they could no longer use their things. Mm -hmm. Less than a month later, we were making that decision. Wow. And I I wrote an article for Baylor uh, Hospital titled One Easy Decision because that was our one easy decision. Mm-hmm. Not our decision, but Clay's decision. Right. Because of the, the having the conversation. And I was very honored to be a part of the Lisa Landry Childress Foundation. This is uh, Mr. and Ms. Tom Landry lost their daughter when she was a young adult. And they wanted to put together a curriculum just so that children could learn about this. Not to urge anybody sign your card today, but just for the magnitude and the gift of 
uh, organ donation. And so it was called Pass It On, uh, Take Off on Football. And mm -hmm. that curriculum was amazing, the stories that came from that. I very actively became a volunteer for the Southwest Transplant Alliance. And so I'm happy to say that I had the experience of going to many different towns through their educational regional centers and to promote this organ donation. All of Clay's friends, I can't tell you how many came by because again, they're 16, they're just getting into mm. that driver's ed. I signed my organ donor card. I wouldn't have done that without Clay. Mm -hmm. Or to have an adult in our church who had the little green pen on through Organ Donor Awareness Month and say, I'd never talked about this. I just didn't think that was a good idea. That was a little bit scary. But I tell my friends when they come in on that pen, a 16-year-old taught me about this. Wow. Mm -hmm. A 16-year-old taught me about organ donation. Because organ donation was not out there at the time. You didn't see it on buses. You didn't see it at the Las Vegas airport, being an organ donor. Yes, ma'am. Uh, because organ donation at the time of plays, we did actually have the good fortune to meet one of his recipients. But wow. that was uh, wow. not something that was out there because uh, the rejection factor was much more prominent than it is today. They perfected things. So we've worked really hard in that endeavor and uh, I think a lot of the awareness uh, started with Clay being an organ donor. Yes, just with his circle of friends. Yeah. yeah. I mean we talk, we've talked about that several times about you know the ripples Yes. You know, of and we usually talk about it in terms of sports like learning this how does it affect your life but yes. the ripples that one person can make are, are really evident to us now and I hope to everybody that's listening to this and I yeah. hope that you know more so than just educating people on on who Clay was and, and all these foundations that have his name I, I hope that people are really getting a sense of of really who he was more so than just his name you know Thank so you. the Clay Jones legacy it's not it's waves really mm -hmm. I mean we, we have ripples that come out from all of our sports programs and all of our coaches and um, but you're talking about you know, statewide, obviously significantly impacting the community of Forney, mm -hmm. um, changing people's lives um, in, in a lot of ways because of, of this legacy. And um, I know Mrs. Jones mentioned that, you know, she wanted to thank Forney ISD, but, but truthfully, it should all be the other way. Forney ISD, uh, the, the Forney community, all the people who, who have, have been benefactors of all these endeavors, um, really owe you guys and your family and Clay and his legacy a debt of gratitude. And um, um, we hope we, we are able to continue the Clay Jones Memorial Relays. It's a neat event for us. We love to see, uh, you know, those teams coming in and competing, and I know you do too. Mr. Jones, I've, I've sat with you many times in that press box at Citibank Stadium watching football games, and um, he's, a, he's a guest of honor for us up there. And in those non-COVID years, you know, when you can mm -hmm. have, people can come up and we can have guests in the press box, um, we look forward to seeing you again. And um, we, we thank your family so much for the impact you've had in Forney, Texas. Thank you, and thank you for Forney. I just remember when I finally left Baylor Hospital to come home and shower and get some clean clothes on during that five days that we waited, the first sign that I saw, and again, this was that little Forney, on a church marquee said, pray for Clay. Mm -hmm. Never forget that image, yeah. how meaningful that was. And this whole community has embraced us. You know, it's changed. We have a lot of growth here. but. Again, to, to, we're grateful for Forney to 
continue with Clay's legacy. Yes, ma'am. Linda, tell them about the, telling Clay goodbye the last day when he went to school. Yes, yes. So I'm dashing out of my home early. I had a 30-minute commute on a good day, and I got my car. I started backing out the driveway. Well, before I left the house, I bumped into Clay in the hallway, sleepyhead, not a morning person, and I said, okay, Clay, I'll see you later. Bye. Have a good day. I walked out, got in my car, drove out the driveway, and thought, I didn't tell him I loved him, and I mm. do that every day. Mm -hmm. Put the car back in park. Went in, hugged him. The next time I hugged him, he was hooked to life support system. So thank God for that 10 minutes late to work. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And boy, do we, um, we're, we're beyond podcast on, on this episode. And yes, this is, this is a rarity this, for us. This but. is also, um, there's so many lessons that all of us, anybody that listens to this can take and apply to their own lives in, in this community or any place. Um, that's the most important thing. Thank, I can, you, thank you. I can definitely tell you there will be mothers that we have. a. Most of our listeners are mothers, um, as I've seen from the numbers. And there will be mothers that, that hug their kids differently after they listen to this because of that story. And, and we just uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, thank you both for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, we are going to move on so we don't, we don't take too long of people's day. But um, thank you both so much and uh, have fun at the track meet. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank we you. love track meets also. Yeah. Hey, we'll see we you do. there. We'll, we'll see you we there. We'll love there. track meets. And y'all stay tuned. We are not done. We have another guest. This one is a very special guest to me personally. So let's get to it. So we've been talking a lot about uh, parents and stuff. We just talked to two parents there that are obviously very involved in all this. Yeah. Um, sure. So we're going to talk to another parent here, my parent. This is my dad, Elwood McElvin Jr. Wow. Hello, hey. Dad. How's hey. it going? Good. So sorry to Good. make you follow up the state champion and then Clay Jones' parents, but yeah. you're going you're gonna to back clean up for us and finish out the episode. Yeah, I think there's one of two reasons why I'm here. Yeah. Either because I'm just across the parking lot or somebody wants lunch after this. <laughs> Ooh, that yeah, sounds yeah, good to me. That, that sounds like a son. I've got a couple of them, yeah, the, manipulating the uh, system. Oh, yeah. So we'll get on to track stuff here in a second, but like okay. we do with everybody, tell us a little bit about your background for those who don't know you, your background with Forney, okay. you know, all that stuff. Um, parents moved here uh, in... Well, we moved here as a family in 64. Okay. So I started school over at Johnson Elementary. That was Forney Elementary at the time. Forney Elementary. Yeah. yeah. So um, so that's when we moved here. I, I've forgotten the number on the, I believe the number on the, the uh, population sign was 1870 or something like that at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So long time. And so grew up here and I have two older brothers that were, athletes and uh, so uh, very involved and, and all that good stuff. So This is very appropriate, Addison, because mm -hmm. two things that somehow are always themes of this podcast are uh, family, mm -hmm. right, and competition. Right. And, yeah. you know, those things go together pretty oh, well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, if you got brothers and you yes. got family and all that stuff. But um, we talked about my dad, who's mm -hmm. a, who coached Sandy Cook. Mm -hmm. Obviously, your dad is to my left and you were to my right. Mm -hmm. we, we had the Jones family. We had Coach O's daughter was a guest on our podcast, yep. who's a volleyball player at Texas Tech. Um, 
Forney family just has lots of different branches, mm -hmm. and um, it's just really neat to hear these stories. And yeah. actually downstairs in this building, we record this at the administration building, downstairs they have these old, well, I don't know if they do since the remodel. They do somewhere. They had these old pictures of all the classes, and yes. this is whenever you could fit the whole class on one, one, frame. Yeah, one, one frame, frame and have all their individual pictures. And right. um, both of my uncle's and my dad's pictures are on those. Yes. Um, I believe yours says something different, though. I don't think yours says Elwood McKeldon Jr. Not. It says it not. Ronald, which is what your Forney, day, your Forney yes. high school of, days were. Yes, I changed my name legally uh, to be a, a junior. Um, and uh, a lot of folks in Forney still call me Ronnie. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's neat. So, <laughs> but uh, yes. And so, uh, brothers graduated in 74 and 75, and then I graduated in 80. And so, Addison, you see those guys on the wall when you come in. That make you excited to come to work in the building. I mean, it's kind of neat. Sure, That's another yeah. kind of a it's, legacy. It's cool. I mean, in this building, my he didn't because he was he was younger. But both my uncles played football right on this field that my my classroom. I actually overlooks. did play football on it because did I, you? I started middle school when this opened as the middle school. Gotcha. Oh, okay. And so uh, my brothers went to high school here. Mm -hmm. I went to middle school here and played football at the course. But that's not the, the good part was attending football games here when when you could not get against the fence because there were 10 people between you and the fence and mm -hmm. it was just lined with people because it would be a you know a district championship game or something like that of course yeah. i wasn't trying to watch the game because i was down at the end zone playing football <laughs> with a cup so yeah, yeah. <laughs> man kids still find a way to do that yes <laughs> Somehow, oh, it doesn't yeah. matter how many people we have working at the stadium. Uh -huh. Some kids are going to find their way back there behind the scoreboard and start up a pickup game. <laughs> yes, <game>. yes. yes. <laughs> and that was awesome. I love hearing those kind of stories from old Forney stuff. I'll ask my uncles that kind of stuff um, whenever I see them. And, and they got to play with people like, um, you know, Mr. Jackson yeah. and these yeah. like, and Willie B. Thomas, who, yes. who we've talked about before, and, and we hope to have, yeah, have him on the show on. at some point. Yeah. Um, but I love hearing those stories from those kind of Forney legend type things and as far as distance runners goes you are one of those forney legends so tell us a little Not bit hardly but <laughs> you had you had the um if we say it on the one two six it's true it's true okay well <laughs> so i will brag on on my father so since he won't um he had the mile record from 1980 yes right yes. until 2006 i believe right uh no i think it was 2000 and Four or five, something like oh, okay. that. Wow. So. I thought he was in the same class as Savannah. That's why I said that. My older sister. Dennis Yates. I'm not sure. I he, remember Dennis. He's the one that mm -hmm. broke it. Yeah. Uh, I had him cool. in class. I didn't have Addison in class. I, as right. as I can't remember who I did. <laughs> yeah. But I, I had but Dennis, yeah, Dennis in class was, for sure. He was a great kid. Yeah, so he was a really good kid. What was your mile time? Um, it was 437.18, actually. Okay. That, that was the... Because, you know, that, that's what I chased was Frank Ray's 437, uh, it was 438.4 or something mm -hmm. like that. And the, so that's, within t that's still within 10 seconds of the Clay Jones <laughs> Memorial Relays Varsity Boys all-time record, wow. which what is 427. 2007, but, yeah. yeah and, I, and, I you know, as I mentioned before, there's some world-class, really, literally, world-class right. times on our, on our Clay Jones Memorial Relays. Uh, record sheet, right. uh, state champions, Olympians, mm -hmm. the whole nine yards. So, but to hold a record for twenty six years, pretty impressive. Yeah, and it's that competition thing you were talking about yeah. because my brothers were big into football, basketball. Um, I was a little bit smaller, 
then. Um, maybe a little taller, but much more of a lightweight uh, as, as far as that goes. And so I really couldn't, couldn't compete that much in football. I played some, but in basketball, um, you know, I, I played that, but found my niche in, in track. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's like, oh, okay. I guess and obviously did very today. well. With so it. enjoyed it. Hey, you know what? Those brothers that played football and basketball, I bet they didn't have a 26-year unbroken record. <laughs> no, they didn't. And you, so you mentioned that Dennis was, was a great kid. Yes. Um, I think there's a little, if I remember correctly, there's a little story there about him talking to you or something before he broke the record. Is that? Yes. He ta- Well, I actually worked with his mom back when I started working at the district. on, um, And so I was working at Johnson Elementary at that time, and his mom work there she wasn't a teacher i don't think i've forgotten what role she did but i would talk to her like when we were out watching the kids you know for they're out playing back there for recess i don't know what it was uh lunchtime i guess but anyway i'd talk to her and she was very nice and and so she got me in touch and got dennis in touch with me and we would talk and stuff and um so he was he was chasing it, you know, mm-hmm. like you all, oh, always yeah. do. You're chasing those records. And, Did you give you some tips? Uh, I talked to him some, yeah. and but he was already, you know, he, I've forgotten. I think he broke it as maybe a sophomore, or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. But anyway, but he actually sent the medal that he won to me through her and oh, gave me cool. the medal that he won breaking my record. So it was like... Wow, dude. Now, that's <laughs> yeah. You know, I gotta ask, as a competitive athletic director, is he is he being generous or is he I like, think he was. I mean, just yeah. from talking to him and talking to his mom. Of course oh, he was. He, was yeah, being he, he was, would never say, Hey, look at this. It, well, but hey, if you're when you're running after it, you know, it's Well, that, it does take some of it's that. It's that number, it you know, and so you're you're chasing it and uh I mean he was he was great. And of course he went on I I think he kept breaking it like weekly after that. I don't know that, but I remember. Yeah, I remember. You know, anybody that's running a mile, first off, you know, because mm-hmm. every, every race is. If we had Shandrell on here, she's a world class, really for sure, state class, world class sprinter, right. extremely uh, gifted sprinter, and we've had some extremely gifted sprinters in our district. Yes. Um, but you get into those distance races, um, it's a different set of of. Um, Skills. I mean, it's it's endurance. It's uh, um, yes. it's determination. It's will. And I can remember Dennis being that kind of kid. I mean, he you know he had that that determination to just go out there every day and and grind and grind and get everything he had. Right. I I envision you being the same way because I think to be a miler, um, you know, you have to have a certain mindset. Yeah, it was and it was weird as because it, it was kind of uh, I I probably would have been much better at longer distances, <laughs> you know, because my build and all wasn't. Uh, that strong of a runner necessarily it was mainly pace and stuff for yeah. me but uh probably would have been better at longer distances unfortunately they started that the year after i graduated really? was the, <laughs> when they started the 3200 and, wow and all that so uh, at least i think that's when they started yeah. Right yeah the year after i graduated and so uh but anyway it was there's um one other thing i'm gonna ask you do you remember mm-hmm. offering me a deal my freshman year to break your mile record. Do you remember this? I remember trying a number of different ways, but I <laughs> <laughs> he wanted me to run. He wanted my brother to run, which my brother wasn't built like, like right. I'm built like my dad and, you know, lanky and I should have been a runner, but I, the problem was I just hate running. And my <laughs> hey, brother played. Do you, do you think that I didn't? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but he tried a few things to get to get me to run. And freshman year, we were I think we were actually at Jackrabbit Stadium. Okay. I don't know why we were there. We went up there to throw a football or do something. Right. And um, you told me that if by the time I graduated, I beat your mile record, you'd buy me a car that I get to pick Holy out. Holy smokes. I'm not and, surprised. And it was, I mean, it was within reason. I wasn't going to be able to pick out a Ferrari or something. But yeah. I could have been, picked my own car, you know. And um, I always tell people that, my friends and stuff, and they're like, whoa, that's so cool. Like, did you do it? And I was like, I never ran a lap. Uh, yeah. I never ran a single <laughs> lap to try. Yeah. And that's one of those things, looking back, I'm like, that would have been really cool if I would have <laughs> no, done that. No, but you really hated running. You, you, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I is offering, dangling a brand new automobile yes. in front of a high school kid. Yes. And yeah. I still didn't do it. That I was I was lazy and just didn't want to run. I, <laughs> I mean, I played basketball and did some other things, but yeah. I didn't want to run. And yeah. Yeah. Yep, I probably should have. My kids that. just like that sometimes. Though, yes. You know? Oh, and I, I'm not lying. I did not. I did not enjoy the process of, you know, I wasn't good at waking up early in the morning and going mm-hmm. and running by myself. Uh, I, I did it, you know, some, but wasn't as as good at that. And that's that's why I'm not like a bunch of these folks that you talk to that went on to state and things like that because they they did do those things uh, much better. And I mean, there's some. There's some real track legends that mm-hmm. around here. Yeah, Eddie Taylor and I was looking at some of the times for the Clay Jones, comparing them to some of the folks that I remember. The tallies, you know, I don't which I, know. I I texted Eddie. We're gonna have to get Eddie on the show yeah. at some point. Eddie yeah. has, yeah. you know, you if you ask people from, I don't know, anybody that graduated in the '70s to tell you track stories, that's the first name they're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to have to talk Great to him. Guy. And actually, I didn't hit the soundbite earlier, so I'm going to hit it now. You and Chandrell, I believe, are our first ever local legends. Oh. <laughs> local legends. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I want to use that more. So that's we want to really, start getting our Eddie Taylor and Willie B. Like Thomas on it. you know, looking out across yeah. a mountain range. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we wanted. We wanted them to all have a different feel. That's the legendary something. Uh That's cool, man. So we're ready for that. But um, that's all the time we have today. We are getting pretty close to an hour now. So congratulations for being our first local legend. We're holding a 26-year record in in Mm -hmm. Forney ISD sports, right, for the mile. And... um, you know, Mr. I'll Jones, throw this I mean, out there too for for you know for giving us Addison. Yeah. Gosh yeah. Almighty, we might not have the one two six without him. Hey, and you mentioned you did mention that one more thing, something about Mr. Jones. Yeah, I mean he was. I remember him as the starter. I did not know him that well. I mean, our you know our families didn't. I mean, I knew who he was, but I didn't mm-hmm. yeah. know him that well. But. Man, every track meet I went to, he was the starter in Forney because I would go to track meets before I started running varsity and stuff like that, of course. And but I remember him out there starting, and then I remember him starting me yeah. every time that I ran. Right? See that you learned something new. I, yeah. mean, I learned something new. I didn't know that. That's oh, really neat. Right. I think that the Jones family's love of track, as they mentioned it, yes. extends far beyond just their kids' interest in it. I yeah. think yeah. they just, you yeah. know, I mean, That's he mentioned cool. they used to go to the state track meet mm-hmm. every year, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, I love hearing those stories about old Forney people. So we will try to get more of those to you. That is all the time that we have for today. Thanks for coming on the show, Dad. Thanks for having me. And um, this is all for episode 11 of the 126. Um, go out to the track meet. You're probably hearing this as it's going on. So get out there if you can. Um, if not, just uh, keep up to date with all things on our websites, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, tell your friends about us. 
for Coach Weaver, Coach O, and myself. That is all we have for today. Have a good one.